everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fry Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs and parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on the call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's robshowcoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day-to-day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, Tan, when you pass a light bulb, Murgatroyd, how are you? That is the benefit of the uh, Greek skin. Thank you very much. In my mind, when I'm out there walking on the beach and the sun is hitting me, I am, I'm just... Terrified that you're turning into a a raisin? No, no, no. I, I think in my mind that I'm a Greek god with long hair and olive skin and I am just taking it all in. I feel it. And then I look in the mirror and I look like Rick Astley who, (laughs) who hit the, uh, who hit the beach. Um, but listen, we're not here to talk about my tan. We are here to talk about, um, well, sort of, well, kind of. So, um, it's, it's interesting. The older you get, the older you get, the more it must be nice is that you get from people. And one of the latest must be nices is um, you guys are spending two and a half months traveling around the world. That must be that must be nice. Well, kids, let me tell you, that was not the case not that long I ago. Thought, I thought you were going to go, it is not that nice. <laughs> no, let me tell you that that was not the case. So I want to do this in two parts. Uh, part one is I want to tell you how we went from one week to two and a half months. And then part two is I want to tell you what a day-to-day uh, looks like while you're, when you're on two and a half month little mini sabbatical, for lack of a better word. So let's start with the one week. Um, We made a decision that we wanted to take a trip and we decided to take a trip and we went. Well, hold on. Before you do that. So here's the reality. People spend money on what they spend money on. Some people want a bigger house. uh, They want to put a pool in. They want new cars. They want whatever they want, right? They want 17 trips to Disney, whatever they want. We want travel. So our priority is, is travel. So we, you know, obviously the priority is a roof over our head, clothes, and then not that far behind is travel. So many years ago, we talked about allocating a portion of our earnings and putting it into a travel account to make 
it easier for us to travel. So when it's like, hey, you want to take a trip? It's planned, it's saved for, and we have the money available. So it started with one week. We would take one week in the summer. And I remember every single week, we actually went to the bank together and we opened up an account and we called it travel. And the reason I'm giving you this information is because I want you to... Not that I'm calling you out and saying you're saying must be nice, but if you're a must be nice person or if you're interested in travel or anything, any goal you have, this is a great way to get there. Go to the bank, open up an account and name that account, whatever you want it to be. If you want to take a course, if you want to take a trip, if you want whatever it is, name the account. Every week, automate a little bit of money goes into that account. So we would we automated money going into the account for our travel. And when that trip came around... Before you go there, I want to add something that I think is relevant. When you start with that vision, the universe will conspire in your favor. And what will happen is little things will happen. Your mother will give you $20 for your birthday. Do you know what I mean? And you put it in the account. And you say, you know, I'll I'll slip the 20 to Kim and I'll go put put that in the travel account. Okay. So, you know, maybe in the business, not that any business owner does this, sometimes somebody will give you cash for something. And let's just say that that cash finds its way in your pocket. You look and you go, "Eh, here you go. Put that in the travel (laughs) account. And when you're serious about it, the universe winks at you, right? And says, all right. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to match. It's like a 401k. I'm going to match it. For every hundred you put in, I'm going to send you some woo-woo money and you're going to put that in. And I remember that as we had that account, you know, um, it started building in cash, right? And then, which I think is what you're about to get to, which is when we actually took the trip, right? Well, I will, but we started with one week and then we would go on that one week trip. And for us, it was to Mykonos. We went one week. And on the seventh day, we looked at each other and we were like, this is just not long enough. Like we are just starting to unwind. We are just getting into the flow and we got to pack up and leave. What if we did two weeks next year? And I remember us sitting there and looking at each other and going, this is nuts because we had a business. We'd have to find coverage for the business. We'd have to save double the money. Mm -hmm. Like it sounded insane, But there was something in us screaming, it's okay, take the leap. And so before we left, we made a reservation for the following year for two weeks. We got home. We had to up that weekly savings. But when you up that that automated amount, like Rob said, you're building momentum. The universe starts to conspire and you find more ways to hit that higher number. All right, hold on. Let's stop there. Um, cause I'm starting to, yeah, I'm going back in my mind. Right. So then the conversation, because we're going to use Greece as an example, cause that's where we went. That's where one of the places we started this idea with. Then we went and I said to the owner of the hotel who it was a small little hotel. And I said, yeah, Hey, if, if we come back next year and instead of staying a week, if we stay two, can you give me a little better deal? So sure, not a problem. Okay, great. So now we were able to negotiate a little bit of a better deal. So now we had that. I also want you to think about when you have a business, when you're an employee, this is not so much of an issue, but when you have a business and you're gone, things are going to get fucked up. (laughs) 
things are going to break. And Tim Ferriss wrote a blog called The Art of Letting Bad Things Happen. Look it up. And it was him talking about his, uh, one of his, you know, one of his like, uh, what do you call it? Mini retirements where he leaves and he's gone for like, you know, three months at a time. And he's like, okay, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? Well, the worst that can happen is I'll get a letter from the IRS. I won't, I won't get the letter from the IRS. And okay, well, what's the worst thing that happen if you don't get the letter? Well, they could do. And he went through these like worst case scenarios. There will be bad shit that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, we have had employees quit. In the middle of our trip. The only chiropractor running my office quit while I'm there. And, you you know, try and get on a plane and, and fly back quick so you can adjust some patients. That's not easy. We've had staff who've quit. We've had infighting with the team. Like, you name it over the period of time. And so we realized that the art of letting things bad happen is something that if you're going to want to grow that it's just something that's inevitable. And the payoff for getting to take the one, two, three, four weeks off and having the bad thing happen, you come back, you fix the bad thing. There's never been anything that was bad that happened that we weren't able to pick the pieces up and fix when we got back. Right. So then, you know, we go on for two weeks and then we look at each other and we're like, what if we did three weeks. And now we're really starting to get crazy. All right, let's stop there. So when you think about three weeks, that was freaking terrifying. When you said three weeks, you might as well have said you're taking a year off. That's what it felt like. It was a push beyond belief. And I remember doing this, having this conversation with, with our friend, Darren. And I said, we said, I'm doing a week. And he said, okay, I'll do a week. Now, so I'm doing two weeks. It's okay, I'm doing two weeks. And when we got to the three-week part, we were quibbling back and forth. And he's going, can't do 21 days. But maybe 17. But I could, I could do 17, okay? And we were pushing it. And there's a lot to talk about, about things that we did wrong during that time. We spent a lot of time, you know, trying to figure out how to manage um, the office while we were on vacation. And that's a mistake. That's a podcast for another day. But we pushed it and we pushed it for the three weeks. But it's, but financially, the, the plan was the same. It was to siphon money. And so it began this thing like, okay, so our now our travel savings weekly is pretty significant because we're gonna be gone for three weeks. So we need to really up the ante here. So we would do things differently. We would go out to dinner less in, we were living in Atlanta at the time. We would do a couple less dinners out during the week and we would have more money to put it to the side. We started to make different decisions with what we would do and we decided to make it fun. We I remember you saying things like, all right, here's the deal. If you don't go out to dinner on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this week, I can add $350 more to our three-week vacation. Right. So we started doing things like that because, again, this was a priority to us. But here's what I did on the three-week vacation. I didn't really do the envelopes until the three-week vacation. Well, before I get to the envelopes, hold on. Sorry. Because you're taking me right back to state and I'm remembering all of this. I want you to really think about this. Really put yourself in these shoes. If I said to you, you're taking three weeks off 
and you are going to Hoboken, New Jersey. Okay, fine. It's near New York. It'll be fine. I'm not working. That sounds great. If I say to you, you're taking three weeks off and you're going to be sailing the blue the, 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 the blue Aegean seas of Greece. There's a completely different experience when you think about being in the Greek Isles. So because we had been there and we knew what it felt like and how much we loved it and how we dropped into it, the thought of that three weeks, number one, it was a huge goal and it felt like, God, if I could freaking do this, this would change my life. One, two, the having the dangling carrot of something that we wanted so bad, we were willing to hang by our toenails to get it. Okay, no, speaking of hanging by the toenails, it's not that we increased our income significantly to handle the three weeks because a lot of the travel is the flight. The flight is often one of the most expensive parts. Adding the hotel nights, sure, is expensive, but it's not as costly as the flight. Like that one day of travel costs a pretty penny. So with that three weeks, do you remember the deal with the three weeks? So when we would go for one week, we would hit all of our favorite places, which were usually the more expensive places. When we went for three, he's laughing. He's starting to laugh. When we went for three weeks, I was like, okay, so listen, we're going to have to have like a sandwich for lunch. Like we can't go out and do $100 lunches and dinners or whatever. So we started to find little places on the island that were super inexpensive. We could go and have a pizza or whatever because we would be gone for three weeks and you can't you know, swing from the chandeliers, popping bottles for three weeks. All right, now hold on. So now I remember that we started to say, okay, so we have, you know, we took the cash, we split it okay, up. Hold, into, on. Then, no. hold on. No, 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 no. Why? Let me, because I, because I did this. Okay. So I would go to the bank and I would withdraw. Before we left for the trip. Before we left for the trip, I would withdraw the money, the cash from the bank. I would take that money and I would go to American Express, which had a local travel office. And every summer, they got to know me there because I did this every summer. I would go there and I would convert that money into euros. And I would take that money home like like I was in um, Goodfellas. I would go home with a ton of cash. And initially when we did this, we did traveler's checks, but those became a thing of the past. Um, so I'd go home and I, the first time I did this was three weeks on the three week trip. I made three envelopes. I divided the cash evenly between the three envelopes. I wrote the dates of the weeks on the cover and I sealed it and I took it. I put it in the safe in the room once we got to Greece and that was the amount of money we had for the week. So if we decided to go blow it on something, we were going to eat a ham sandwich the rest of the time uh, we were there. Hold on. So now I can remember, you know, let's just say that it was $700 for the week, right? Because it's easy numbers. 700 divided by seven days, $100 a day. She'd take $100. She'd stick it in her bra when we left when we left the house. And she'd say, make it last. Okay, I'm, I'm literally not she, your mother. She'd, but. she'd say, make it last all day. That's, that's just what you got for the day. If you want to buy a bottle of champagne, then, you know, you're not eating out tonight, right? So we'd have, we'd have this number. Okay. Well, sometimes we'd fuck it up and we would, we'd be into the martinis and, you know, we'd have the, the, you know, the $350 bill at the end of the day. And then, you know, Tuesday she'd say, you have no money left. 
And I'd be like, what do you mean? Well, you got, you got a hundred dollars left. Okay. You got, you got four more days. Four more days. And I go, well, just open, just open the second envelope. No, I'm not opening that second envelope because we're going to deal with that one next week. Well, what the hell do you want me to do with a hundred dollars? Okay. Well, this happened in Saint Tropez. So I know this sounds like, oh God, please. No, 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 no. So, but that's the point though. Okay. Hold, no, all right. No, no, hold on. Let me finish. Wait, no, wait a minute. The point is that we want you to see that we were not rolling in the dough and being able to, to we were, run. We were sliding into Saint Tropez with the with by the, the skin of our teeth. Right, they actually, whoever the the toll booth guy in in Saint Tropez, you know, I think he looked at us and went, mm, <laughs> "All right, we'll let him in, but I'm not sure they're gonna make it." Yeah. Okay, so we, so we get in there and like. Three, four days in, because what we started to do was we started to say, okay, well, why don't we just do two weeks in Greece and maybe a week somewhere else? And one of those somewhere else weeks was Saint Tropez. And I remember that we got about halfway through the week and we ran out of money and we had, you know, a very small amount of money left that had to last us because we weren't allowed to open, you know, the next envelope. And I was like, well, what are we going to do? Like literally at that time, this was 10 years ago, the cocktails were $30 a cocktail. And we're like, I can't have a cocktail. What are we going to do? So we came across French Costco. Okay. So <laughs> we walked into French Costco and thank God the, the rose at French, the French rose at French Costco is not bad. So we bought a case. Of, it was, it was two it euros was, per bottle. It was, it was two, two buck chuck. Yeah. We bought two buck chuck rose at, at French Costco. And we smuggled it into the hotel that we were staying in, okay? And so we did, you know, college style with the solo cup. I'd get up and- No, I'd, no, no, no. We would get one glass. Oh, that's right. We got one glass and then we'd drink- And then we would refill it we would, in our room. We'd get one glass of wine. That's exactly what it was. Get one glass of wine. I'd sneak back to the room and say, excuse me one second. I'd shove the wine glass down my pants. We'd fill it up with wine. I'd come back and the lady would come around and go, do you guys need anything else? Then no, we're good. But like, are you- drinking? Oh, I'm on my seventh one. I just keep <laughs> refilling it. You don't know that I'm refilling it, but I'm refilling it. But then what did we do for food? Because okay. And then we're like, well, to go out to dinner there, okay, so it's now 300 we're, euros. Now we're drunk on two buck French Chuck and we're walking around Saint Tropez going, what the fuck are we going to eat? So we see a big sign and it says Jambon. Jambon? J-A-M-O-N? J-A-M-B-O-N. Jambon. Okay. So I see Jambon. I'm like, what's that? That's ham. Okay. Ham's cheap. It looks like a ham sandwich. What's, <laughs> how much is that? That's two euros. All right. I'm drunk anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so we're literally going, and every day was jambone. By the end of the week, we my wife, my wife, my ham. wife would look at me and she'd say to me, "Okay, do you want this to be a jambone week again?" Okay, <laughs> it was like I was in French prison camp. It was the weirdest uh, juxtaposition. I mean, That's why I called it camp. It was like prison and camp. Okay. It was like both of them. Okay. okay? Um, so then we went. Okay, so we got to figure out how we're going to make this money last. Okay. Now, you get the idea. We've gone through three weeks and we on. got to a point where the maximum we were able to go was one month while still having a business that we were actively yes. running or, while still having a brick and mortar business yes. that we were running. Yeah, we did. Um, and we actually documented this on our YouTube channel. It, we did 30 days away. And Sophia was probably two or three years old when we did this. And we did 30 days in Greece. And it was amazing. It was so much fun. And we, same thing, same way we did it. Then uh, we got rid of the clinic. Then we sold the clinic. 
And when you sold, we sold the clinic, we said we were going to move to California, but I asked you, I said, Rob, now you have this, this new um, business and he had just started work hard, play hard. It was the first year and two of the events, one was in Monaco, one was in uh, Florence. And I said, can we just stay in Europe between Monaco and Florence? Because again, the plane tickets are the most expensive part, right? So he said, sure. Well, we didn't do hotels. We didn't do any of that. We did four months of Airbnbs. And because again, um, the reason that we're giving you this detail is a lot of people wish, I wish I could travel. I wish I could take time off and do this. I wish, I wish, I wish. I want you to see that number one, it was a priority that we saved for. Number two, we weren't afraid to get two buck chuck and jambone on it. And number three, there are ways to do it and have an incredible experience, but not spend a fortune. And so you don't have to wait until you have a financial windfall to take the trip because the trip was what was important. Well, listen, this is the thing. Yeah. So now we've got, we did that four month trip, right? So now we went, okay, we're into this now. Like we love this extended sort of, you know, vacation vibe. So we said, how do we build our life around this thing that we love? And then we thought, Okay, so is it, should we buy a Porsche? No, should do that. Should we buy a million, multi-million dollar house? No, shouldn't do that either. We looked and said, what are the things that are important to us? This is important to us. So let's build our life around that. And then that led into us ultimately moving into Europe and the rest is history. Okay, and so this year, right now, we are doing... Um, roughly two and a half months from mid-June to the end of August, uh, we are traveling basically all of Europe. So we did 10 days in Greece. We went back to Italy for five days. My family was coming to visit. And then we headed to Spain for three weeks. And then we go back to Italy for a week to basically do laundry, repack. And then the month of August, We're going north into Austria, Switzerland, maybe Copenhagen, because we heard they're really happy there. And (laughs) and it seems like a good place to go, but we're exploring. And so now it's this two and a half month thing. It's a long time to be traveling. So again, same rules apply where I don't have cash for each week. Uh, A lot of it, we use credit cards uh, at this point. To give we're, clarification, we're clear on the rhythm that to we give, need to have. To give clarification to to the cash before is that when we were in Greece, pretty much everything was cash only, <laughs> so credit cards weren't widely accepted at the time, which is why we brought a lot of cash. But now we have the rhythm; we know what it looks like, and this two and a half month period, we got a great rate. At our hotel in Greece, we've been staying there over a decade. They gave us a great rate for the 10 days. Uh, We're here now in Mallorca. Right now, we're in a four-star hotel. And it's a small boutique hotel in a tiny little... I don't even know if they have five-star hotels. But I remember looking and going, it's not worth a higher cost to me because we're literally sitting on the ocean. And I don't care about the room and whatever. And it's nice. It's not the Ritz-Carlton, but it's fine because again, it's facilitating us. You can't do five stars or we can't do five stars every single night. Uh, well, hold for, on a second. Hold on. I'm gonna, for two I'm and gonna, a half months. I'm going to push back on you on there. Okay. Yeah. So let's get real here. 
we sat down. We have friends who are living a life of being able to do extensive travel at any hotel of their choosing for as long as they want to do it. That makes me jealous. That that well, makes where, me that makes me envious. So that's our next dream is right. finding a way that we can enhance it. Okay, right. which is why I'm being. I want to be real because I don't want I don't want the listener to be like, oh my god, they're they're gallivanting Europe. Why and, you? Why is always somebody gallivanting when they're know. doing something that's over the top? It you're is. Gallivanting you're all gallivanting, around. But we're not. But we want to be. But listen. So my point is now it, we are doing this week. It's like this little boutique hotel. Next week uh, we have a nicer hotel hotel because it's it's beautiful it's on the beach and it worked for us and so we're going to we're going to go up and down in stars we're going to have some jambone here we are we we've passed the stage now where we don't i don't think we have to go get the two buck chuck at least i hope not no but but, but let me tell you if god if push came to shove we, we know do how it. to do it we know, we know how to do it we know how all to right do it. so let, let's wrap up with uh with this last piece which is what does a typical day look like here um i will give i will tell you what the day looks like and kim will correct me well, as, as talk, i go through it real quick let's talk about why i'm gonna start my correction now the reason we're sharing what our day looks like is because we're not taking two and a half months off and not doing anything. Like, for example, we're recording a podcast right now. We do actually work. Rob does coaching calls. We're planning the work hard, play hard platinum trips that are coming up. We, I'm doing my business and we're launching new legs of our income all while we're traveling. So the way we set our life up is so we can work from anywhere, but that doesn't mean we're sitting at the beach with a laptop because I have seen that shit, which no, is crazy. No, but, but, there, but there is, oh, that's really crazy. I saw one, a guy literally walking down the beach with it. I thought the laptop was gonna get fried from the sun. Um, okay, so here's what I wanna say. So uh, I'll give this to Kim so she'll tee this up. We wake up in the morning. Feeling like P. Diddy. She loves to do that. So I just have to get that out of the way. And by morning, that's 10 o'clock, okay? We'll get up somewhere around 9.30, maybe 10 o'clock because the night before is late, which I'll get to at the end of this. And I will go out on the deck and I will do 20 minutes of meditation followed by 20 minutes of mobility work, uh, followed by uh, 20 minutes of uh, journaling. From uh, Kim will uh, roll around with, Sophia in the morning, and she's usually farting, making Kim laugh. Oh, and I thought me. I was no, like, Kim's I'm, not I'm, farting. <laughs> I, at least I, I don't let's think just, her. Let's just have clarity on that. Okay. And then um, we will all go down for usually the last 20 minutes that the break, the free breakfast option is still going. And uh, Kim will have uh, school books that she has with Sophia to kind of get her in the right, keep her momentum going with school and getting her ahead of the game or well-prepared, let's call it, for uh, her next grade. And um, when she is doing that, I go out for a walk. And during that walk, I'll listen to a podcast and get some you know, inspiration. I'll, we'll come back. I'll come back from the walk. Uh, Kim will just be finishing doing school uh, with Sophia for that you know hour, whatever it is. And uh, Kim and I will then do our meeting. Now, this is the this is the real key. The reason why we make money on vacation is because we're in the right frame of minds to be creative and innovative. So we'll sit there, poolside, cup of coffee, and we'll review all the different ideas that we have for different projects. 
and we have the freedom and the time to massage these ideas around. And what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And then we wait until Sophia gets restless enough where she says, I can't take it anymore. I am either going to jump in the pool or I'm going to jump. I'm going to drive the car to the beach myself. And then we say, okay, it's time. And so we'll go down uh, to the beach or the pool. We usually spend an hour or so, and then we'll head out um, for a nice lunch. And during that lunch, we'll finish up any loose ends of the business meeting. But again, this is all like not necessarily worky stuff where it's, you know, like we're sitting on a computer typing. It's more creative work where we're having conversations about where we see the brand going, how we're evolving it, podcast titles, book ideas, things like that. And then it's full on Sophia where uh, we'll go to again to we're in the water somewhere, beach or pool, and we'll do family playing for maybe two, three or four hours. And that brings us up to where we are right now, which is 738 in the evening. And we've been recording podcasts for the last hour and a half. Um, Sophia is sitting on the deck and she is playing with her iPad. Uh, I'll jump in the shower. Kim and Sophia already had their shower and we will go to dinner at 830. We probably won't be back until around midnight tonight. And we will do a wind down um, at night, maybe watch a Disney movie. And yes, we'll, uh, we're, we're literally talking about doing a Disney movie at midnight. After 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 tapas, um, <laughs> which is how they say it here in Spain. They have a little lisp with their... But we don't, but we give her about 15 minutes just to kind of wind down. Half the time she says, I'm tired, I want to go to bed. And we sleep till 10. And that usually ends around midnight or one. Now... This is Spanish culture. The, the, you will see people out at midnight with their four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old. It's just the yes, way it it's is. It's not just us. It's, Actually, last night there were babies. There were little, little ones running up and down the street uh, and at this little piazza. I don't think they call that here, but little town square with live music. And, and that's the culture. So it's a late culture. But I hope you guys got some value out of this. If nothing else, and if travel is not your thing, use the strategy of automating a little siphoning of your income into an account that is meaningful to you, that you are going to do something with, something incredible with, uh, something that will be more fulfilling in your life. When you automate it, it makes it happen. It builds momentum and it'll get done versus just dreaming about it forever. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.